It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, it's uh, Kyle Meredith. We're taking a uh, couple weeks off here from the uh, Kyle Meredith With podcast, but I wanted to thank you for uh, listening in this year by sharing some of our favorite interviews from 2023. We'll be back with brand new interviews on January 8th. But for now, let's head back and revisit one of my latest interviews with Les Claypool of Primus. Can you hear me? Sight and sound. Hot diggity. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you as always for making your way here and checking out the series. Please do hit that subscribe button. Uh, I put out three new interviews every single week. New and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. At iTunes and Apple Podcasts at Spotify and Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. That's me, Kyle Meredith, back once again talking with Les Claypool. It's our annual interview, or what it's turned out to be an annual thing at this point. Uh, this time, we're talking about Colonel Les Claypool's Fearless Flying Frog Brigade, who's back for a summer tour. First time in like 20 years or something like that, that he's uh, sort of uh, done this band. This it's, it's a jam band, it's a jazz band, it's a lot of different things. So he's going to give us the history on the group and why he decided to bring it back. And like 20 years ago, why he'll be covering the Pink Floyd album Animals in full on this summer tour. We'll also talk about the new lineup that includes his buddy Sean Ono Lennon. Uh, of course, he and Sean have the... Uh, the Claypool Lennon Delirium. So uh, we're going to get the updates on that album as well. In fact, uh, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm hearing we're about halfway there. I'm not in it. They're about halfway halfway done with that album. So uh, let's see. We're going to talk about uh, covering Tool recently. He fronted a band for a charity event uh, with members of Tool. I'm going to nudge him a little bit to maybe since he likes doing albums in full, taking on a Tool album. Would that not be the best so we'll get into that. We're going to discuss last year's Primus EP, maybe doing another Frog Brigade LP, and um, and also working with Billy Strings. He's been working with Billy Strings on a record for a while now, so we'll get the update there as well. So let's dive into it. We're talking... 
Colonel Les Claypool's Fearless Flying Frog Brigade. It's Kyle Meredith with Les Claypool. Ahoy. Ahoy. It's good to see it. Let's see, um, because this time, this time around, we're going to be talking about the return of Colonel Les Claypool's Fearless Flying Frog Brigade. It's hard. The BRs and the... Yeah, you add it up till the end there, and then you kind of stumbled. No matter how many times I practice. Uh, I'll also mention you're actually going to be coming through here to Louisville to the uh, Iroquois Amphitheater Sunday, May 28th. Yeah, I always stumble over Louisville. Yeah, it's I can explain the whole thing, but it's just you got it actually pretty close to perfect right there. So I'll give it to you. It's uh... all right. (laughs) You guys just you guys decided just to ignore a bunch of consonants. So oh. My joke is, you know, it technically is named after King Louis, the I want to say 13th, but it's King Lul, King Lul. It's it, apparently it's King Lul that we've named it after. So, <laughs> so, so anyway, here we have the Frog Brigade. Yes. We'll just start in the easy place. What, what, what brought this back? Why now? It was public demand. It was this huge, massive demand. Um, I don't know. My manager just said, uh, let's do this frog brigade thing. What do you think? And I was like, okay, sounds like a good idea. Yeah. I hadn't done it in a while. We're in between, you know, we did big, cut a couple big primus years. So it's kind of time to let that breathe a little. So, uh, um, we're doing it. We're heading out, learning more, learning our pink Floyd, getting our pink Floyd on. So which, you know, is where you left off last time, which has been 20 years, I guess. And I'll get to the Pink Floyd thing. But the idea of this band, like, it's not the same lineup exactly. I mean, you've got some holdovers, I think, in here. But but for you, when you have, I don't know, as many creations as you have, uh, and I guess I'm talking about bands, like, what's what's, how much meaning do you put on that? How much emphasis do you put on it? Because cause you could put your name on anything and have any kind of roster and name it any sort of thing you wanted to. I mean, what what makes this this, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Well, I mean, you know, this whole thing started as, uh, uh, you know, Michael Bailey and Bill Graham Presents used to put on this festival in Mountaineer. And it was uh, in Calaveras County where the famous jumping frog of Calaveras County, Mark Twain story. And after I'd done Oysterhead, they asked me, hey, people kept asking me, hey, can you put together a project for our festival? And so I put together something for this this festival and I had Tim Alexander and Jack Irons on drums and I had my buddy Merv on guitar and then Scarrick on sax. And I was going to call it the Thunder Brigade because we had two, two drummers and Michael was like, you know, uh, that might be a little heavy coming into the jam world and, you know, uh, might freak out some of the hippies. And, um, you know, cause the prime, here comes the primus guy with a band called Thunder Brigade with two drummers. So I called it Frog Brigade because it was, so so, I mean, the band's always been morphing and mutating. It sort of just depends on the record. But um, this version of the Fearless Flying Frog Brigade, uh, it, it harkens back to us doing the Pink Floyd Animals in its entirety. So that's sort of what defines this, whereas later on it became the Purple Onion Band. And then, you know, it just kind of kept evolving from there. So some of my guys just weren't available. I mean, you know, Jay Lane and Jeff Comanti, are, they're, they're busy, you know, playing Grateful Dead songs all summer. So <laughs> and Jack's uh, not in it either, right? Jack, Jack's not in this this version. No, Jack is only in that first first version. So I got Paulo Baldi, who's been playing with like, you know, a version of the Frog Brigade and the fancy band over the years. You know, people just tend to kind of throw a moniker on it these days as to whatever um, 
uh, you know, the fungi and faux band or all these, whatever. But, um, uh, and then I got Sean, Sean Lennon on guitar, which is great because then we can dip into a little bit of delirium if we want. And then Harry Waters is an old friend and he, he was very excited to do it. So it's, 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 it's going to be a good band. You made my heart flutter a little bit when you said delirium. Um, I think last yeah. time I was asking you if you guys were working on something and, and I know there were some projects and I thought, oh, maybe, maybe that's on the side because this is in the way, but maybe not. Well, we are halfway, I think we're more than halfway done with a new delirium record. So. Uh, we are working on some delirium. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Les Claypool. It's, um, you know, going back and just thinking about what, as, as you were explaining and, and knowing a bit of the history of this band right here and, and why it existed. I don't know why, but when it first came around, like, I guess I knew it was part of the jam scene, but I always thought of this more as like a jazz band, if that makes sense, like a heavy jazz band. And I, I, maybe I'm splitting hairs here because, you know, the, the line between jazz and jam is is pretty f- fine, I think. Well, I mean, like most everything I do, I just I just hope people show up. You know, it's like this band was born out of desperation and fear, you know, because it was right around the time when Primus was on going on hiatus, which was just our way of... Uh, of not committing to breaking up, <laughs> you know, we were technically broken up because we weren't communicating or anything, but I, you know, you say hiatus when you don't want to just stick the fork in it and put the last nail in the coffin or whatever metaphor you want to use. So I grad gathered my favorite musicians from locally and just bought an old Airstream motorhome and was driving up and down the coast playing bars and didn't play any Primus songs. 
And that's how we kind of fell into the animals thing was because I always said, if I ever have a keyboardist in the band, I want to play pigs. Cause that's one of my all time favorite. It's definitely my favorite Floyd song, but, and then also I had Jeff Comanti and we started learning pigs and I said, well, why don't we learn the rest of the record and, and do two sets? Don't have to pay an opening band. And it just kind of became this thing, but it was born out of a jam festival, which was mountain air festival. So I tend to not really think about where I'm, I go wherever they they'll have me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just more and more. That's, that's what I think. Like the more and more I thought about that as I was preparing for the interview, it's like the more and more I thought about it because putting a label on what you've done has always been a quirky, weird and, and potentially off thing. But the more and more I thought, I was like, you're sort of a jazz artist, you know, in your own weird little world, as much as Herbie Hancock was on watermelon, man, you know, it's like something like that. Like, I think that's where I would throw you these days. Well, don't Which... tell Martin Marcellus that because he'll start spinning. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm not quite pure. That's why I have the bastard jazz because I'm just like it's, it's an affront to, you know, anybody that's actually into bebop or anything like that. You know, but I do have my jazz roots. I used to play in a in a big band in high school, and we'd borrow the white dinner jackets from the drama department and go play like old folks homes and the rod and gun club and stuff. So I played my fair share of of Woodchopper's Ball and you know, Glenn Miller and string of pearls and all these different things and have a huge love for jelly roll morton and and um fats waller and whatnot so if you ever come to our tasting room that's all you're going to listen to much to the chagrin of a lot of our employees because they're tired of hearing you know spike jones banging on pots and pans in the background with fats waller and whatnot so which would have been actually a little bit of a different type like when i was thinking of you know i mentioned the herbie hancock but like also like um like i think my biggest intro I guess to jazz. I mean, when you're not just thinking about the stuff that's everywhere was like, was, was like miles at the Fillmore. I forget which one where he took the live tapes and he just cut them up. Like that's sort of the style I would have kind of put this in, you know, for, I, that's a good idea. You could do it. You could do Well, here you are. You're talking about doing Pink Floyd's animals and this is where it started again. And here you are doing it again. Was there any conversation about doing a different album or was this sort of the idea that here it is 20 years, we could do it again. Well, actually, my manager has been saying for a handful of years now, hey, people that missed the live Floyd thing, there's a whole generation that really want to see that. I'm hearing it from all the promoters, blah, 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 blah. They really want to see this. They really want to see this. And I was like, well, I kind of been there, done that. But um, then after thinking about it and having this time in between, you know, we did that whole rush thing last year with the Primus, Primus, you know, the Primus fellas. I thought, well, let's, 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 let's try it again. And this time it's going to be a little, the instrumentation's a little different because we are incorporating Mike Dillon in there because he's such a huge part of, of what just my frog brigade, fancy band, fungi band is, you know? So it's almost like the, the, the complete evolution of my Claypool world into one thing, you know, cause you're getting that delirium element um, and you're getting, the Scarrick and the Mike element. And then Harry's just a new thing, which I'm very excited about because he's, 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 he's all pumped up to do this stuff. So I like seeing you cover the the full things though, regardless of the album. I mean, last year was cool with Rush. I know we talked about that. Have you, have you ever thought about doing what would you call it, a contemporary album? Like, is there anything post, let's say when Primus really becomes a band, anything past then that you would do? Uh, well, I always talk about covering um, Safety Dance by Men Without Hats because I just think that would be spectacular. But I think that's my next project, which is uh, Less Cliché Pool. That's going to be that's going to be that one. 
I'm sort of got uh, the, an, a hidden agenda when I asked that question too. It was baited because uh-huh. see, seeing you do the tool stuff, that's yeah. what I was like. Oh man, could he do that record? That's interesting because because here you have these are buds of yours. You know, it's it's you, you have one thing where it's maybe the the you know the hero stuff to some degree, but when it's friends of yours, like does that make it weird? That, that, that might be kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, I had a blast. I, so I'm assuming you saw what happened last week. Yeah, so yeah. I cut it on YouTube. Yeah. So I I, I I was like a front man with no bass, which was very odd. And I, I hadn't really done that before. I did that with the residents uh, last month. I sat in with them and I was like, you know, fronted the band with no no bass. And it was actually kind of liberating. But um, uh, I, I did have to hide behind my pig mask for that one. And, and this one, I had my horn. I always have to have something to kind of hide behind because i'm not real good at just standing there and getting my jim morrison pose on but um i actually had a blast with that i i i i enjoyed not not having to waggle my fingers at least on a hunk of furniture anyway yeah there's still like some hand motions going on yeah well you gotta do something you know you can't just you know jim morrison was pretty he was you know he had something to look at you know i have to i have to wave my arms around to get keep people's attention what are you saying? That face right there? That's that's pretty mug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you got the the filter on on your uh on your zoom. <laughs> um it was cool to see though. It was cool. And 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 I noticed I noticed sort of the headwear. I mean, you know, I, I figured that just kind of added to the full experience. That was for charity, right? How did that come together? It just fell together basically. So a good friend of ours, Jimmy Hayward, who he actually was one of the original animators and, and designers of uh, Buzz Lightyear. And he actually looked a lot like Buzz Lightyear. Um, and he's a film director. My son's been working with him quite a lot lately. In fact, they're working on the Primus documentary right now. Um, he, he went down with some pretty serious cancer and uh, he's been struggling with it the past couple of years and it's been hard and, you know, he's lost, you know, lost a lot of stuff and then his insurance was was failing on him and we had talked about doing a, a benefit for him because he knows us and the tool guys and a bunch of other different guys and um my son's just in contact with him all the time so he said yeah jimmy just lost his health insurance so i was like all right fuck this let's 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 do this and we just kind of threw it together last minute and then it it actually was amazingly fun and i thought the band was the band was pretty badass so um I, I very much enjoyed it. Well, again, it was fun to watch. If uh, if there's ever sequels of that, I'm in for it. If you ever want to do that record, I'm just going to be a nerd about it, all right? That's uh, all right. first in line. It's <laughs> And we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Les Claypool. But I know, and, and everything going on, I mean, last time we talked, um, of course, was right before you released the Primus EP, which, you know, as you were explaining to me, I didn't know what to expect. And that ended up being one of my favorite releases of last year. Um, just with those three songs, of course, one of them was, you know, 13 minutes long. So I guess that counts as a little bit more. But but, I, you know, I, what I was curious about it is now that that's in the review, because it was just it wasn't hypothetical, but, you know, it hadn't been released yet. Now that you've done that and for all that that kind of contained as a project, is that appetizing to you to continue in that way? In which way? It was just the EP, you know, the the short three songs, but the long stuff like well, it, that it, title it, track. I'm sorry. I was going to say that title track to me was you leaning into your Pink Floydness in the best possible way. Well, I mean, it was pretty Floydy. The um, um, basically 
we were going out to do the rush thing again. We'd already done it. And I was like, you know, we should put out something. And like most, like, like me, like most people, when I go to see one of my old favorite bands, I don't want to hear the whole new record, maybe a couple songs, but you want to hear the old stuff. You know, you just, you just do. So I thought, well, let's just make one big giant song and just we'll have one song and a single. And then uh, I was reminded, well, you got to have a flip side for the single. And it was such a long song. We had to have two flip sides for the single. So that's how it started. And then it became this EP. But um, uh, that way we were actually able to play these three new songs on the road and not just bum everybody out, <laughs> you know? So it, it really worked well for us doing that. Um, and as you know, the, the recording industry is so bizarre now. Who, you know, everybody gets their music in a different way. And, you know, our album, do people even buy full albums anymore? I don't even know, you know? So I just felt it was more, I'd rather spend time and hone, you know, one really nice song or it ended up being three than trying to put together a whole album and, and then feeding bits and pieces of the, that record to, to the audience as we're out there and play all the, the rush stuff. So I, I felt like it, it, it worked well for us. You know, one of the other things that we get to is with the brigade here, you know, the last time you did this, it did lead to purple onion. Fantastic record. Is that in the cards? Do you think, I mean, is it another album with the band? I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of, you know, I'm halfway through this, uh, this delirium record and Billy strings and I were, have been working on a record. And then I've got this other thing that I started working on a while ago. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, a lot of times things will nuggets will, will, will appear during sound checks or just jamming around. We're going to start rehearsing here pretty soon. There might be some interesting stuff come out of it. And if so, then a record may come out of it. But there's no plans at this point. You mentioned that Billy Strings thing last time, too. I mean, in my head, it's sort of this more evolved version of Duo de Twang, is, I guess, is the only thing I have it based on. But I'm guessing it's much more than that. What's, what, what, what does that sound like? I mean, it's kind of Duo de Twang. <laughs> but with, with, you know, uh, nothing against Kehoe, because Kehoe is badass. But, you know, Billy's just a whole nother level of it's pretty, it's pretty amazing playing with that guy. But uh, we just kind of been picking away at it. I'm not sure where it is or where it's going or if, if and when it'll even come out. But we have a handful of songs and, and we've, we've been having fun with it. But, you know, now I'm getting busy and he's busy. And so it'll come together at whenever the planets align. He does. He blows my mind. And he comes around here a lot and, uh, and just does stuff that I would not expect. I mean, uh, you know like Pearl Jam. I saw him doing Pearl Jam songs, like two or three of them, but in his style. And I, you know, and I don't know. I mean, there's always been like the bluegrass ACDC, I guess, or something like that, but there's something about what he does. I, I don't, I don't, I haven't been able to verbalize it, why it's so special, but it is. Maybe, maybe you're closer to that than I am. You know, why does, why is, why is he so special? Well, he's had a very interesting life and I'm a firm believer in people that have, have, you know, I thought what to me, one of the greatest musicians I've, I've ever played with, and I say it all the time, is Bernie Worrell. Well, he had an amazing life and he was he was he was technically proficient. He was classically trained, but then he had all these amazing life experiences and just what would come out of him was just so natural and honest. And I feel like that's what happens with Billy is, you know, I he's become a good friend and a friend of the family. And I hear these stories and we have kind of similar upbringings. His was even 
even even uh, more colorful in many ways, uh, or equally as colorful. And he's just got he's got more years on him than 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 his actual tenure on the planet, if that makes any sense. He's got he's got an old soul vibe to him, and a lot of it comes from the the I call it salt. He's he's he has salt. He's salty, you know. So he's the real deal. You know, he, 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 he can play like he plays because he sat on the porch with his family for many years and just played with, with his, with his friends and, and relatives, you know, and that's, that's, it's just, it's like breathing for him. Like he'll just do a solo and he's like, okay, let me try that again. He's, All right, there it is. All right. And it's just like, it's, it was like, 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 like Bernie, just, it just, what comes out of him is very honest and natural. Well, I hope I get to hear what you guys have been up to because it sounds I'm interested anyway. So don't hold back. Don't hold that stuff. Don't keep it in the vault. Well, it's more a matter of just, you know, getting in there and finishing. You know, it's like it's 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 just like a bathroom that you, you know, you've been wallpapering and you haven't quite got it there yet. You know, you got to still got to paint the trim. Well, in the meantime, I will see you. What's the, what date that I say here? Uh, May 28th here in uh, in Louisville. And uh, you got it. Louisville. I did. I did it. All right. Yeah. You know, you know what the thing is? I'm going to go ahead and say it right here. The thing is. You got to make the people usually screw up on the they want to say Ville still. And it just sounds like you do the second half like the first half. You make it sound Louisville. It just sounds the same. Well, it's like you're turning a, you're turning a you're, you're like it's it's almost like not quite. It's it's not three syllables. It's you guys turn it into like two and a half syllables. Not quite two, not quite three. It's like two and a half syllables. Louisville. So it's like it is. It is. Les, it's always a, a great time talking to you. Thank you so much for uh, for taking the time again today. All right. Farewell. And my thanks, as always, to Les Claypool. Colonel Les Claypool's Fearless Flying Frog Brigade on tour all throughout the summer. And dive deeper into this series, my series, Kyle Meredith With, for uh, several more interviews with Les Claypool over the last few years. Thanks to you for checking out the interview and the series. I do hope uh, you're enticed enough to hit that subscribe button. Again, you do that, I'll give you three new interviews every single week. New one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To keep up with your favorite artists, discover the new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or again, anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org, right to a show, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. That's Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them. The address is at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. I like how you're a little off-center, kind of, you know, a little artsy. Looks good. I got Michael Stipe staring at me and Prince. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.